Well, let's start with Russia, because in the last hour or so, Vladimir Putin has accused Ukraine of trying to provoke Russia with this morning's drone attack on Moscow and claiming that the drones were aimed at civilian targets. Well, there are no reports of deaths from this morning's incident, but several buildings were damaged. Russia's foreign ministry said that the country has the right to take the harshest measures in response. Meanwhile, Ukraine has denied responsibility for those scenes and that uh, attack. This was Vladimir Putin, though, in the last little while. As a response, as you know, the Kiev regime chose a different path, of frightening Russia, frightening the citizens of Russia and hitting the residential buildings. Of course, this is a clear sign of terrorist activity. Well, first of all, I want to say the air defence system of Moscow worked normally, satisfactorily, although there are things to work on. Well, more on those comments in a moment. Let's focus on those drones attacking Moscow. Uh, our Russia editor, Steve Rosenberg, was in the city when the attack took place. Russian TV says this is the moment that Moscow came under attack. From early morning, people in and around the Russian capital reported hearing explosions. I did too. At home, my windows shook from the force of the blasts. Russia's defence ministry says that Ukraine had targeted Moscow with drones. The Russian military claimed it had brought them all down. Look at that, a man says in this video, right above our house. Later, Russian investigators announced that no one had been injured. They've opened an official investigation into the attack. One of the drones had crashed into a high-rise apartment block. Another reportedly flew into this residential building. Here's part of it on the ground. It had failed to explode. The area was cordoned off and emergency services removed it. Amongst local residents, the sense of shock is palpable. We're all on edge, Marat says. I don't know what we should do about it. I fear for my life and the lives of my loved ones, says Yelena. Things are not as calm and stable as we've been told. The Moscow authorities say there was minor damage, no serious injuries, and the situation is under control. But for Muscovites, this drone attack is a wake-up call, a sign that this war, that many here still perceive as being far away, is coming much closer to home. That feeling has been growing since these explosions over the Kremlin earlier this month, an apparent drone attack. And just days ago, a large-scale cross-border incursion from Ukraine into Russian territory was another embarrassment for the Russian authorities and a sign of growing insecurity. But no sign of any political U-turn. After this morning's drone attack, the message from the Kremlin is clear. What it calls the special military operation in Ukraine will continue. Well, worth telling you in the last uh, few minutes, uh, lines coming to us from the White House about all of this. Uh, the White House saying they're still gathering information about what actually happened in Moscow. Uh, commenting on the, the drone attacks, uh, they said that we do not support attacks inside of Russia and uh, they said they're focused on helping Ukraine retake its sovereign 
territory. You can see uh, uh, between the lines there the concern, of course, uh, the concern always with any sort of attack on Russian sovereign ter territory is uh, the possibility of escalation. Uh, hence those comments from Vladimir Putin uh, that we've been looking at, uh, hence the Ukrainian denials. But uh, certainly the White House trying to find out more information on the nature of those drone attacks on Moscow a little earlier in the day. Well, I've been talking to our diplomatic correspondent, Paul Adams, and I asked him if uh, what we'd heard from Vladimir Putin so far today showed that uh, these attacks had touched a nerve. I think this is something where wh whoever was responsible, the intention seems to have been to give Muscovites a flavour of what the people of Kiev have been experiencing for months and in particular uh, during the month of May when uh, Kiev has come under such repeated attack. You know, this, the scale of what happened in Moscow uh, overnight was, it was very small by comparison, but the impact, the sort of psychological impact, is clearly designed to mirror that in some way to, to sow a, a level of uncertainty and fear among the people uh, of Moscow. The foreign ministry has talked about taking the harshest of measures in response. Uh, it's unclear, though, where they might go tactically, isn't it? Yes, and I think that's partly because we don't yet know, really, where, the, where this attack came from. I mean, there is an assumption that Ukraine was behind it in some way or another, but I've been talking to an expert who has been taking a close look at the airframes involved, which are rather novel ones, which seem to be kind of modified, commercially available airframes. Uh, and uh, his belief is that while it is perfectly possible that they could have been fired from inside Ukraine, some uh, 500 kilometers or so from the Russian capital, he thought it more likely that they were fired from somewhere much closer to Moscow. Uh, he didn't think that that would have been a particularly complicated thing uh, to carry out. Uh, these are small devices. They didn't seem to be equipped with very much in the way of explosive munitions. Uh, so he thinks that uh, possibly they were carried out in some way by uh, operatives inside Russia, perhaps with Ukrainian uh, direction, um, but really not with any particular uh, desire of achieving a, a kind of uh, explosive result. This is more about sending a message of capability and, as I said before, uh, just injecting an element of fear and uncertainty uh, into the minds of the people of Moscow, but also, of course, uh, the Russian leadership, that this is something that Ukraine or sympathizers of Ukraine are capable of. Yes, interesting because uh, Ukraine's presidential spokesman talked about uh, Ukraine having no direct involvement in this attack, but uh, didn't say there wasn't some sort of indirect involvement, exactly uh, what you're alluding to uh, in that answer. But in terms of the other way, we've seen the 17th straight attack this month on the capital, Kyiv. And again, uh, people trying to work out tactically what Russia is doing in advance of the anticipated counteroffensive from Ukraine. Yes, it, it is difficult to know exactly what Russia's intentions are because, you know, in, even though these have uh, robbed a lot of uh, the people of Kiev of, of uh, many, many hours of sleep and have caused a great deal of sort of psychological distress, um, the, 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 ta the attacks aren't really hitting any significant targets. It's interesting, for example, that at no point in this war so far uh, have Russian missiles or drones hit any 
uh, Ukrainian government facilities in Kiev. It simply hasn't happened yet. So this is a kind of drip, drip uh, psychological impact, possibly designed, when one thinks about the kind of tactics involved, to soak up uh, valuable and expensive Ukrainian air defenses uh, in, in a way that is, you know, that is significantly degrading of Ukraine's capabilities. But all the while, as you said in your question, all the while, the Ukraine, Ukraine is getting ready for its uh, counteroffensive. And we are seeing every day now significant attacks on uh, Russian military targets inside occupied Ukraine in areas, for example, like Mariupol, where ammunition dumps, fuel supplies, uh, troop concentrations are being targeted, not with, you know, these rather minor drones that we saw used in Moscow, but by significant bits of Western-supplied um, uh, equipment, including the British-supplied Storm Shadow missiles. That is the real military business that is going on right now. We're not hearing a great deal about it, but it is clearly setting the scene for some kind of attack which may or may not be imminent uh, uh, by the Ukrainians and they want to get it right uh, and they're perfectly happy uh, to do a bit of distraction on the side uh, while they get ready for the main task at hand. Well that was our diplomatic correspondent Paul Adams. Let's cross live to Washington. Let's speak to Christine Bazina who's managing director for German Marshall Fund North. Uh, thank you so much for being here on the program. Your take in terms of uh, your analysis of, of that attack on Moscow today. I think it's a very important moment uh, in the war today when you see the first attack on Moscow. There were the drones over the Kremlin, but this is taking the war to the Russian people. It has been over a year, and frankly, since Crimea, that Russia has been waging a war on Ukrainians, on Ukrainian soil. And so, yes, we don't have attribution right now from Kiev or the official authorities on this, but the likelihood is that this attack is from a uh, Ukraine official affiliated group, if not the Ukrainian military itself, and in which case it is an expression of um, the realness of this conflict, of this war for the Russian people. If Ukrainians, and if uh, those in Kiev who get attacked night after night, running for over a year into bomb shelters in their basements, if they have been living like this, then mostly Russia has been immune. Conscripts, of course, um, have had to fight on the front lines, and there are volunteers who have fought. But for the average Russian, the war has been relatively abstract. And as of today, as of these drone attacks, it isn't abstract any longer. It is something that could hurt them in their homes in the way that Russia has been waging a war to hurt and to kill Ukrainians in their homes. The attacks from Russia on civilian, on residential infra uh, infrastructure, on houses, on... Yes hospitals. This has been, you know, the the, the terroristic uh, element of this war. And right now we see that in this pre-offensive or maybe in the first uh, moments of this counter-offensive that Ukraine is launching, it is a difference not only in the power that Ukraine is bringing to take back, but potentially for those who support Ukraine or Ukraine um, to say this war is not going to be fought on Russia's terms, yes. that Ukraine is capable of setting different terms. If that analysis is correct, what are the risks? Because I just read out from the White House, uh, they're trying to obviously find out a little more about uh, what uh, was behind today's attack, but went on to say we do not support 
attacks inside of Russia. Uh, it, it, we've had the official denials from Ukraine, but there's always been real worry, certainly in Western capitals, of, of the scope of Ukrainian attacks spilling over into Russian sovereign territory. What do you think are the likely consequences of that, if that's what we've seen? So I think that we um, are seeing Ukraine and those who support Ukraine play a very uh, delicate dance here. It is really important for the Western partners who support Ukraine not to have their equipment used in particular in Russia, and they do not permit and do not want Ukraine to be striking within Russia itself. Um, that is a different from what uh, the voices in Ukraine, not all, but some, uh, might want uh, to see happen. And when we saw in Belgorod, uh, these, uh, you know, Ukrainian, uh, you know, Russians who had been uh, trained in Ukraine, who then uh, who then wanted to go back uh, in Belgorod and these uh, strikes uh, in, in recent weeks. That is a different example of something that is not quite Ukrainian, but it is against Russia. And that balance is important uh, because Ukraine does not want to jeopardize the support of the West. And the West, uh, in particular, the United States, Germany, uh, are countries that are incredibly fearful of escalation. And so as we look at next steps, we'll have to see, you know, where were the drones made, who yes. is operating them. This, the technical details about what was used and how it was used will be very important in the question about what kind of escalation is there and is yes. there escalation at all. Exactly what our BBC Verified team are looking at as we speak. Uh, just a final quick thought, if you would, because we've seen the 17th straight day of uh, attacks uh, on the Ukrainian capital. In terms of uh, tactically what you think the Russians might be doing, is there uh, a possibility here that they're focusing on Kyiv to, to somehow tie up the very various defences from perhaps the battlefield site where any counteroffensive may come? It's important uh, for Russia to try to weaken Ukraine as much as possible before an attack. If Russia wants to win, uh, as they do, they want a weaker Ukraine. Uh, but the the, uh, the air defence systems that are protecting Kiev are going to stay in place. And so if they are trying to uh, run out of run them down of ammunition, this could be perhaps a, a precursor to more significant uh, strikes in Ukraine later. It's, of course, related to the counteroffensive, but it isn't as though that which is used to protect Kiev is going to immediately move to the front lines. There are things that are staying relatively in place. But I would worry that a desire to dramatically run down the, the ammunition that the air defense systems have, the, uh, their ability to protect the city, uh, that that, in, in fact, could open the city up for other kinds of attacks in the future from Russia. Again, this isn't a one-for-one. One. The front line is enormous. Um, and now when we are seeing strikes in yes. Russia and strikes across Ukraine, it's a very complicated chess game. And we just have to try to keep all of it in mind as we navigate what is happening right now and what's going to happen in the future. Christine Bazina, thank you so much for joining us uh, live there from Washington. As we were talking there, I just noticed that uh, the head of the Wagner Group, uh, just given uh, recent comments, uh, really angry at uh, what has happened today, lashing out at Russia's defence ministry, accusing them of not doing enough to prevent the drone attacks on Moscow. So that's an interesting latest line on that, very much our main story that is dominating here today.